JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who is planning one hell of a party this summer. It's Captain Tibbs. And I'm always happy to be here at the JWF Arena, Sills. Ah, how you doing? Great. We are headed towards our next great pay-per-view summer. Tibbs, can we still call it Summerfest? You know what, Sills, listen. I've had some financial issues. Had to pull some uh, pull some TV time, honestly. Why don't we just call this a fall festival? Welcome to Oktoberfest in just a few short weeks, and one of the big matches we are going to have at this year's Oktoberfest is the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, one of the most illustrious tournaments we have all year. And, Tibbs, right now we've got four men looking to get into those finals. Blake Tanner, Chuck Gibbons, the Jebedook, and, of course, the demonic one known as Crockett. Let me tell you something, any combination... Uh, those four individuals in this match. I mean, that is a money match. I have to agree with you, Sills. You've got a big spread of competitors for this year's King of the Steel City Tournament. And honestly, whoever wins, whoever comes out on top, Sills, I think we all win. That's right, and we're about to find out who is going to be our first finalist in this semifinal bout between Blake Tanner and Chuck Gibbons. Blake, we know, has been like a house of fire in recent weeks, desperately trying to vie for this victory in this tournament. Indeed, Sills, Blake Tanner, since his return, he has been on quite a streak, I will say, but he has not come up against the likes of Chuck Gibbons. That is right. Ooh, and that bell goes dang. And look at this. Both men beginning with a lockup in the center of the ring, trying to put their technical mastery of the wrestling arts to good use. And Tibbs, look, I know these two men in this ring could not look further apart, but you got to admit, between Blake Tanner and Chuck Gibbons, they are definite similarities. Both men Mac technicians. Both men trying to make big recoveries after losing championships. I think they both have a lot to prove tonight in this matchup. Indeed, Sills both in a similar position now, uh, both with similar styles. So you got to wonder how they're going to change it up to try to throw their opponent off. That's right. You can see Blake locking on that reverse hammer lock, just wrenching on that elbow, that tricep. He is trying to damage some ligaments before, oh, just slapping Chuck Gibbons in the back of the head. And Tibbs, you want to talk about throwing someone off their game? That'll do it right there. Just the uh, humiliation of a smack to the back of the cranium. It, exactly, Sills. And I'll tell you, that's going to smart. You're going to be focusing on that pain for a little while. Chuck Gibbons, it, it may be a good distraction that Blake Tanner just gave Chuck Gibbons. That's right, but it looks like he's trying to shake it off, going for another collar and elbow. Wise move from Gibbons, not allowing that slap to get him heated. But ooh, look at that. Gibbons now in control, hitting a reverse hammer lock of his own before transitioning into a headlock. And then, ooh, what an arm drag sending Blake Tanner across the ring in what was an absolutely beautiful series of maneuvers. And you got to think that is Chuck Gibbons basically saying anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> I will have to say so, Sills. You know, uh, with these two technicians at it, I think Chuck Gibbons has just taken the advantage. 
I mean, well, you got to think with a guy like Chuck Gibbons, Blake Tanner, he was one of the people that trained Gibbons down at JXT. You got to think Blake was coming into this expecting his student, expecting his trainee, but instead he is just getting taken for a ride. It's, oh, another beautiful arm drag sends him across the ring. Uh-huh, Sills, you got you to gotta think about how much Gibbons has learned in his time since he joined the main JWF roster and just how much he has accomplished. He is no longer a student anymore. That is right. Now you can see Gibbons trying to pull Blake back up to his feet. But, oh, look at that. Blake with a massive European uppercut straight to the jaw. The apex of excellence saying, I do not care about the technical stuff anymore. Let's have a brawl. And it looks like Gibbons is happy to oblige a European uppercut of his own. These two men are just brawling. <laughs> this is a kind of strong, stronger, hard-hitting style that I was hoping we'd get into. It looks like any, any attempt at out technical spectacling anybody has gone through the window. That's right, both men going to war in the middle of the ring for the biggest prize in the business, being called the king of the Steel City. Ooh, look at that massive forearm shot. Seemed to have shaken Blake, but ooh, comes back with a massive lariat. Both men are down in the center of the ring, and our referee is forced to start the count. And you know, the men in next week's semifinal match, Jebida Croc, they are sitting backstage watching this closely because if this ends in a double count out, we are going to have a semifinal next week we're gonna have the finals that's right Sills. we'll have a triple threat we will we won't stop that is right now looks our, our referee at a count of four looks like Blake Tanner finally stirring we know Blake has at least the years the experience on Gibbons and it's allowing him to wisely pull himself towards those ropes while Gibbons is just trying to get up on his hands and legs that's the intelligence of someone like Blake Tanner he knows to use every single part of the ring to assist him in getting up versus Gibbons who just seems to be trying to use his own strength Indeed, Sills, if you help yourself up through the ropes, not only do you have a safety net, but you have quick egress to the outside of the ring should you need to use it. That's right, and it looks like Blake Tanner finally reaching his feet, but Gibbons reaching his as well, going towards that corner looking for a splash, but oh, Blake Tanner with a massive Uranagi just drops Gibbons out of that corner, a vicious move that we have not seen Blake employ in the past before going to the top rope, and what in the world is Blake Tanner thinking? Oh, a beautiful elbow drop straight to the heart of Gibbons in the center of the ring, goes for the pinfall one. Two, ooh, a kick out from Gibbons and Tibbs. Blake Tanner is looking infuriated. Indeed, Sills, we are at the we are at the apex of this match. We are at the the, the make or break moment, as uh, some would say right now. This is this is where the the end game starts. That is right, but now look at this, just oh, stomping away at the body of Gibbons. Blake Tanner wasting no time going after each one of those ligaments with those vicious stomps before. Oh, wait, now Blake Tanner backs up into the corner. Gibbons just slowly getting up on all fours, but that is not a good place to be when the apex of excellence is in the ring. Goes for the Blake out, but oh, Gibbons avoids it the last minute, plucking the leg, and it looks like he's got him. He's got him in the ankle lock. Blake Tanner is locked in the center of the ring with nowhere to go. You can see just how quickly Gibbons scouted that move, went straight for Blake Tanner's ankle. That is right, this may be the end of those Steel City dreams for Blake Tanner, but 
Wait a minute, Tibbs, that's AJ Steele. That's the leader of the hard Americans, a man who has not been kind to Chuck Gibbons recently, and he is rushing the ring, climbing up on the apron. What's going on? I don't know, Sills. It looks like AJ Steele, he might be trying to distract Gibbons from winning this match. Oh, but wait a minute, Tibbs. Here comes the wild-eyed Southern boys, the tag team of Sam Adams and Houston Longhorn, the men who have basically found themselves caught in the middle of this Gibbons-AJ encounter. And, and look at this. They're trying to stop Steele. They're trying to stop AJ. Get him down off that apron. We are seeing the implosion of the Hard Americans right here live on JWF Ignition. Well, Sills, I would have said it happened sooner or later. I'm glad. I'm glad the Southern boys have picked a right side. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, Tibbs. Look at this, look at this. Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner. Oh, rolling through and using that momentum to send Gibbons crashing skull first into AJ Steele, who falls and just bowls out all the hard Americans. They are out on the outside and inside the ring. Blake Tanner's got him. He's got him. B-Sting, that vicious brain buster straight down onto the mat. Goes for the pinfall. One, two, three. And Tibbs, just like that, it looks like Blake Tanner heading to the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. You know the former champ has to be excited, but it looks like things are not done when it comes to this battle between AJ Steele and Chuck Gibbons. Not at all, Seals. It looks like it is heating up, and you know Chuck Gibbons has to be incensed at AJ Steele for, for attempting to, to distract him in this match and very well causing him the victory. That's right, and speaking of a battle that is far from over, why don't we talk about the number one contender to the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, the man known as the Dylan, who has been getting dodged by our champion for the past few weeks. Dylan has earned a rematch for the championship, but Robert Hill, the champ, refusing to give it to him. Finally, things came to a head last week in the main event of Ignition when the Dylan assaulted the champ, locked him in the Anaconda Vice, and said he was not letting go till he got his rematch at Summerfest or now Oktoberfest, I guess. <laughs> and so you, the champ relented. We are getting round two, the Dylan versus Robert Hill. That's right, undefeated versus undefeated. Neither men have been pinned or submitted in the ring. Only DQ victories in the past. But for right now, the Lord of the Smart Side himself, the Dylan, is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what he's got to say? Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Ron McDonald backstage here with the man who is now officially set to face off against Robert Hill at Summerfest. In a... I'm sorry? Oktoberfest in a match for the JWF Championship, the Dylan. And now, yeah, Dylan, I yeah, got it. I get it. Most anticipated matchup. Dream bout. Undefeated versus undefeated. Those are just taglines to sell t shirts. So why don't you take them and shove them up your old ass? See, this match, this match is more than taglines. This match has gravity, this has meaning, this is a moment. For me. It's not just because I have to go up against some seven-foot-tall jackass who would rather cheat than admit defeat. No, it's because this is a culmination of the last five years of my work. See, when I first got here, on my first pay-per-view, I beat Momoa Curry, a legend in this area, maybe in this era. 
and I took the championship. And you see, back then, being undefeated, that was seen as a hindrance to the company. I couldn't be too good and made everyone else look bad. So this place did everything it could to bring me down, and I'll be damned, they succeeded. But I fought my way back up, but not without problems. See, just because you're associated with the Fight Boys, everybody thinks you get special privileges. But see, I still have things that make me angry, things that make this moment more important to me than you can possibly imagine, Robert. You see, I've never gotten to main event, Palooza. I had to sit on the sidelines hurt while fucking Chuck Tibbs and Guy Fiari had to hold that championship, had it in their hands, got an honor that I have been denied for too long. See, when I had the captain's championship, when I held it as the championship in the business, it was to prove that I don't need that. And I did that. I proved I don't need that title to show that I'm the best in the world. But the difference now is that I want it back. And I'm going to take it from you, Robert. See, when you're undefeated, world's your oyster. See, you got that prime spot in the Rumble, got that event at Wrestlepalooza. You got to dictate your pace ever since you got here. And when you faced me, you did everything you could to keep that going. But that stops here. That stops now. Because when we're in the ring again, I'm going to take what I want by choking you out and leaving as the JWF champion. Well, Tim, strong words there from the Lord of the Smart Side. And if I were Robert Hill, I would be running for high ground right now because he has one pissed off technical spectacle heading his way. Exactly, Sills. I don't know if I'd want to be Robert Hill in in this situation right now. The Dylan, he seems like he is a man on a mission. That is right, Tibbs, but that is just one of the great title matches we are going to have at Oktoberfest. In addition, we are going to see Scotty Moore defending his captain's championship against the nightmare known as Gazi in a Summerfest rematch for the ages. Tibbs, let's not forget last year, Scotty Moore and Gazi, they went at it one-on-one, -on -one, no titles on the line, and Scotty Moore walked out of that match with a broken arm. This year, there's gold on the line. Who knows what the nightmare is capable of now? I don't know, Sills, but you dangle something, something that enticing in front of someone like Gazi. He's going to do everything he can to claim it. That is right, but speaking of Scotty Moore, we of course know he is also the mastermind behind JXT, our developmental territory, and also the mastermind behind the developmental rumble, where 10 of our biggest JXT superstars come down to the ring and test their medal for their opportunity to win a JWF contract and a shot at the biggest prize in the business, the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, which is of course why you have invited the captain's champ himself, Scotty Moore, here to discuss a few of those individuals who are going to be entering that rumble this year. Scotty, welcome. Hey, guys. Um, this is weird. It is on... 
So it's Oktoberfest now, huh? That's what we're going with? Yep, probably. More than likely. I've already told everybody in the back. Okay, cool. So that's just what... Well, let me tell... I am excited about the developmental rumble because... Look, no, no offense, Tibbs. King of the Steel City. Yes, it is, in fact, prestigious. But if you look at some of the former kings, we've had some who have done great things. We have had some who have done not so great things. Everything's been tainted a little bit in this business. But there's one thing that is yet to be tainted, and that is the developmental rumble. Because as of right now, the only winner is Robert Hill. And look at where he is today, undefeated fighting in the main event that is what this rumble means to all of these competitors and to be honest with you i got no idea who's going to be coming out of it on top oh well scotty why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your front runners somebody that uh, uh some people who have been in jxt for a while who you think really really deserve this opportunity really deserve uh, that shot at winning this developmental rumble I honestly, if you ask me the number one front runner, he's already been out here. He has already made his presence known. Hell, he dropped the champion in the center of the ring with an up, up, down, down a couple of weeks ago. And it is the man known as Mark Plays. Undefeated in the company, the current JXT champion. Nothing has been able to stand in Mark's way, even when we have actively tried to stand in his way. Mark Plays has proven to be dominant, but... This is a rumble. If, if Mark gets one of those early numbers, he may be able to be eliminated. But let me tell you something. If Mark, play com Mark plays comes out 8, 9, 10, I got to be worried for everybody else in the field. Uh -huh. Very true. Very true. Uh, if there's anybody else you want to talk about, please. We know we've got uh, some great names like uh, Mega Ran, Falcor, Crush Atlas, and... Uh... Did you put Shitty Terry in this match, Scotty? Okay. Look at Tibbs. Shitty Terry is called Shitty Terry. And he is possibly addicted to drugs. We don't worry about that. It's whatever. Uh, but when you look at his performance in the ring, when you look at the things he has been through, the, the, the vicious heck in a sec matches, the brutalistic beatdowns, he has been through so much and always manages to get back up and come back fighting. To me, if you want to talk about a great underdog story, it's got to be Shitty Terry, someone who was brought in almost as, as a joke character. As you, you as well, well as I know, sometimes you just got to hire someone to be fodder. And in that case, that's kind of what Shitty Terry was. But then he managed to fight his way up, become undefeated. And in my case, much like Mark plays, I think Shitty Terry has a very high chance of getting it. Well, Scotty, I will say you better be glad I don't believe in wellness violations. <laughs> that is right. But another name you mentioned, of course, Crush Atlas. He is a newcomer, much like Mark plays. And he is one of the few people who was able to take that JXT championship away from Mark plays. Crush Atlas was a great JXT champion for a time. And he's been waiting for that moment to jump back in the limelight. In my opinion, I think the developmental rumble might be it. He is very much a Robert Hill type along with Mark plays those kind of people who I can see winning this year and then main eventing just one year later. Mm -hmm. Well, in addition to those uh, individuals, we of course have some uh, longer uh, veteran members of the JXT roster, uh, much like uh, one of my uh, top picks, I think, Falcor the Dragon. He is, in fact, a dragon, Tibbs. But for now, I've got to go back and get ready for my match against Gazi, someone who, if I may, 
unfairly jumped to the JWF roster, did not earn his spot on the roster, instead decided to assault people and beat people down backstage and not go through things the proper way, I'm going to remind him this Sunday exactly why he doesn't deserve to be here. So I got to go train for that, but you guys enjoy the rest of the show. What? T Sorry, Tibbs. I was off doing the dishes. What was, was that a good segment? Oh, yeah. It worked. It really put the rumble over well. Awesome. Well, another match that we are going to be having, another great multi-man match, is the Extraordinary Quaternary. It is an elimination-style match where four tag teams enter the ring, and both members have to be eliminated by the end of that match. And when finally only one tag team stands tall, they will be called the JWF World Tag Team Champions. And, Tibbs, we have some epic names in this match. We've got Demon Inc. We have... The tag team champions themselves, the Roanoke Boys. We have got the Hard Americans. This is shaping up to be one hell of an extraordinary quaternary. I have to agree with you, Sills, but I can't help but notice that you left one team's name out of that list. They are the former tag team champions, one of the only three-time tag team champions. They are bananas in... They are bananas in pajamas... Which means we have to, fuck, we have to cut backstage to hear what the former champions, Bananas and Pajamas, have to say about this upcoming matchup. Alright, let's get this over with. <clears throat> oh, good God, I mean, we have two interviewers. Why am I always the one that has to be with the, uh, oh, I'm on. Uh, hello, hello, everybody. Honey Potmick running out of bit material here. Uh, with the men set to enter the second ever Extraordinary Quaternity ma Quaternary match at, what is it now? Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest. Bananas in pajamas. Now boys, how do you plan on walking your way out with a victory on that evening? Well, um, uh, look, I'll tell you right now, we plan on going out there and, and giving it all our all, Honeypot. I mean, there are a lot of great competitors in that match. We certainly aren't overestimating them or underestimating them. We, we know what we're getting into. Yeah, 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 that's right, Honeypot. I, I mean, bananas in pajamas are here to give it their all, you know? And hopefully we're going to walk away with the JWF Tag Team Championships again. I'm... Well, I'm sorry, that's it? That, that's all you two have to say? Yeah, that's right, Honeypot. We have learned that as multiple-time JWF Tag Team Champions, we need to hold ourselves in a higher caliber. I mean, there are numerous teams out there that look up to us as role models. There are a million boys in our banana bunch, and we cannot let them down now. Wow. I see. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, thinking about that, it, it made us turn over a new leaf. So no more drinking, no more bebes, no more distractions. We are 100% focused on heading to Summerfest and reclaiming those JWF Tag Team Championships that we carried on our shoulders for so many months. Well, boys, it's nice to see you two learning and growing up a bit. I... I certainly think that those men in the Extraordinary Quaternary are in for a rough night with this focused and fierce bananas in pajamas heading their way. 
That's right, honeypot. Joey and I, we're coming full force for Summerfest. We've been waking up every morning, drinking our smoothies, little avocado toast, going for a nice run, lifting them weights until we can't move anymore. Because at the end of the day, that's how badly we want these titles back. Yeah, yeah. And, and hey, as soon as those belts return to our waists, the only thing we'll be drinking is vodka! Yeah! Oh, oh, oh! The oh, only baby! The only toast we gonna be making is to our continued success as the greatest tag team this company has ever seen. And the only toast, the only run we're gonna be going on is we're gonna be having the run of a lifetime as the first ever three-time tag team champs. Give me the three. Give me the three, baby. Because a banana without a belt ain't a banana at all. And Joey and I ain't the same without them championships. But as soon as we get them back, baby, Honeypot, yous and usies are going to have a real good time. Ain't we, Mama Luke, baby? Well, I suppose it is true what they say, that good things never truly last. Hey, wait, what are you talking about? Hey, no, 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 honeypot, get back here, baby. Come on. Hey, why are you crying? Here? Why are you crying? Don't be doing all of that. Hey, hey come, come on, suck here, it honey. up, honey boy. Baby. Suck it up. Let's go. We go party. You, me, bananas, pajamas. Woo. I was, Tibbs, I'm not going to lie. I was more scared when they were normal. So I guess in a way... This is the best version of them we usually have? Yeah, honestly, Sylvs, I think that did give me a good... Uh, yeah, that, that makes you want to be careful what you wish for, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly is, but hey, if I had to wish for a perfect wrestling card, one of the big matches that I would be lean, lean, lining up is this dream match between our current women's champion, Val Curry, and her opponent at Summerfest, Phoenix Driver Tibbs. These two men down, or two women, these two women down in JXT, they saw themselves as not just the face of the division, not just the face of uh, the championship. They were the face of the company. They were the top names, Phoenix Driver, Val Curry, but they never really had a big main event quality match until Oktoberfest. And let me tell you something, that is going to be a can't-miss match. Indeed, so uh, both of these women always seem to be uh, going down de separate paths in JXT. Then, of course, Val Curry, she came up to JWF. She became our first ever JWF Women's Champion. And you could tell, you could tell, that is probably one of the main driving forces that brought Phoenix Driver here to the JWF to help spearhead our women's division. That is right, but one of the big names also, and this is Val Curry, the daughter of the biggest name in our company, the god of the JWF himself, Momoa Curry. And making a special appearance this week in our main event is Momoa Curry, who is going to be giving his thoughts regarding this dream match at Summerfest. Let's have a listen. So, last week, I got a call from your friend and mine, Captain Tibbs, 
and he came across my phone speaker with that traditional Tibbs enthusiasm. Hey kid, how are you doing? Even though I am a millennia older than him, he still loves to call me kid, before asking me to come here this week to talk about my daughter's match at Summerfest against Phoenix Driver. And believe me, I've been in this business long enough to know what this is. Bring in the big name to help sell this marquee match in Tibbs. I get it, Momoa Curry endorsing Phoenix versus Val. That is a hell of a way to spike those pay-per-view buy rates. But here's the thing, big man. You do not need Momoa Curry to tell you Phoenix versus Val is going to be the match of the night. You don't need me to tell you it's going to be the match of the year. The fact of the matter is that those two women have proven themselves day in and day out as two of the most dominant performers in this entire company. They have both made stunning cases to be seen as not just the face of the women's division, but as the face of the entire JWF. So if you want me to sell people on Summerfest, I can do it in five words. Val Curry versus Phoenix Driver. That's all you need to know. I'm not going to run over their accolades. I'm not going to discuss their strengths. I'm going to let you see that on your own because this Sunday, the real dream match is taking place for the JWF Women's Championship. And anyone else on the roster that thinks they deserve that main event spot are going to have to... Tibbs, that is the music of the JWF World Heavyweight Champion himself, Robert Hill, coming out to the ring, and he is making a beeline for Momoa Curry. He is so... This is Robert Hill's response to Momoa Curry saying that, and he does not look happy. Who would have thought we'd see this kind of face-to-face -face interaction? I mean, let's not forget the last time these two came toe-to-toe -to -toe was, was at the Regal Rumble where Robert tossed Momoa over the top rope to win that match and then go on to win the championship. Hell, Robert's amazing run this year all began with this man right here, Momoa Curry, and it looks like Robert has some words for the god of the JWF. Well, well, well. Look who's decided to wander in and grace us all with his godly presence. So many months after he got his ass royally handed to him at Wrestlepalooza. <laughs> Is that why you decided to take off for a bunch of months, Momoa? You couldn't handle the strain. You want to make sure that people forget how much of a loser you were? Or is it just because after all these years, you've finally been outed as a lazy piece of shit? And hey, I guess that must be genetic. Cause I haven't seen your daughter around this place for weeks either. Well, she must be just like you, like father, like daughter, Momoa. Lazy pieces of shit. From out of nowhere, Momoa Curry just striking Robert across the jaw, reminding him to keep his daughter's name out of his mouth, sending him to the earth, and ooh, Robert now grabbing the legs, taking down the god of the JWF, and they are just beating the hell out of each other in the center of the ring. This has turned into a fight, Sills. This is, this is not anything sanctioned. These two are just pummeling each other. 
As our, there is nothing pretty about what's going on in the ring right now. We are not going to see no Tope Con heroes when these two begin to brawl in. Oh my god! Look at that! Robert Hill with a sleeper hold fading Momoa. He is choking out the god of the JWF in the center of the ring. The champ is dominating. That's right, Sills. Momoa was not here. He was not coming for a fight. He was not coming expecting to have action in the ring. That is right, but oh, listen to that, Tibbs. There it is. The music of the number one contender himself, the Dylan. The Dylan is coming down to the ring, coming to the aid of Momoa Curry, just beating the living hell out of Robert, who is, look at that, rushing out of the ring, grabbing that belt. That is right, Sills. <laughs> I've never seen Robert Hill run from a fight like that. That is right, but Tibbs, hey, did you ever think you'd see the day that Dylan would save Momoa Curry? These two used to hate each other to a point where Dylan actually retired Momoa for a length of time there. But now, look at that. Both men standing side to side and look at Momoa raising the hand of the Dylan. I, I think we may have just got Momoa Curry's approval of a man who could be our next champion. That is right, Sills, and what better blessing to have than the god of the JWF? That is right, but unfortunately, unlike what Momoa said, Oktoberfest is not coming to you live this Sunday. It is going to be in two weeks because we still have a hell of a lot of show to get through before we can get there next week. We are going to see the final semifinal match in the King of the Steel City Tournament as the Jebaduk faces off against Croc, and you know that is going to be a can't-miss matchup. Two big men with spooky energy going off against one another. You know, Sills, I like to think that maybe this is more apropos to be Oktoberfest. That is right. And in addition, we are going to hear from the tag team champions, the Roanoke Boys, after the words of Bananas and Pajamas earlier tonight. And most importantly, our main event, we are going to have a contract signing between Robert Hill and the Dillon for their match at Oktoberfest. Uh, can't wait to see it, Sills. It's all coming your way next week. That's right, but until then, remember to support us on Patreon.com slash a load of BS or pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. On the way to Summerfest, we are going to have new releases from Scotty Moore, from Chuck Gibbons, and of course, we are going to have a dual Val Curry Phoenix driver design exclusive for Summerfest that you can only get at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Check it out. Buy it. Give us money. That is right, but until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.